Jesus in today's gospel is approached and tested. And we might say, well, what's the test? Well, Moses allowed for divorce. Uh, Moses, knowing the hardness of their heart, as we hear Jesus saying, uh, allowed the people to, uh, men and women, to get divorced. And in, 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 in Jewish law, it had to be a man who initiated it. And it could be for technically whatever reason the man wanted. And all he would have to do is just write out a bill of divorce. That's all he would have to do. Uh, the, uh, by the way, our Muslims, uh, they have an even easier way of divorce. All they have to say is, I divorce you three times. And it doesn't have to be three times in a row. So if the, 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 the story is, and apparently it's true, that if a Muslim man doesn't like what his wife has made for dinner, he can say, and, and, and I'm not joking about this, he can simply say, I divorce you. And so if she cooks three bad meals in a row or whatever, they're divorced. Talk about hardness of heart, right? And Jesus says it should not be that way. Yeah, the, the trap is, if Jesus says it's wrong to divorce, well, he's setting himself up over Moses. Of course, we know that's okay because Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is God. But the Jewish people didn't know that, and they, and they wanted to trap him. And if Jesus says yes, well, how? how? How is that all reconciled with the scriptures? And so Jesus gives the, the answer, no, unless the marriage is unlawful. And the Greek word here is pornea. We, we of course, get a particular word from that pornography, which is uh, the, the technical writing is uh, sexual drawing, uh, the, uh, according to the Greek. But uh, the pornea is, is more than just a sexual. It's, it's against the law, against the, the what marriages ought to be. So... Pornea, actually today in our first reading we have a pornea. As uh, God, uh, through Ezekiel, is telling the people, look at all these things I've done for you. I, I, I took care of you. You were born out of, out of, out of order and, and no one cared for you. I have to admit it reminded me there was a terrible, and this is going to reveal maybe something that I, I don't, but there's a terrible, uh, it's cute, but it's, it's a, um, a cartoon and one of the characters is an evil scientist, Doofendorf, Doofenshmirtz, I think it is, uh, Heinz Doofenshmirtz, and he's always moaning and groaning, and he always has the terrible backstory, and at one point he says, the day I was born, I was left all alone, not even my mother showed up. Well, we almost have that in today's first reading. And then he says, through Ezekiel, God tells him, I took care of you. I bathed you, I clothed you, I decked you out in the finest jewelry. And what did you do? You go, you went, and became a prostitute. You've rejected the love that I had for you. You've pornated yourself. You've abandoned the way things ought to be. Jesus says that in that case, divorce is okay. And perhaps you know this, we don't have a Catholic form of divorce in the church. If there is a sacramental marriage that occurs, that, that, that's it. 
But what the church does have is a way of investigating, was that sacramental marriage there? Even if there was a legal marriage, not all legal marriages are sacramental. Maybe we know this. Of course, those that are celebrated outside the church, for, uh, for a Catholic who celebrates marriage without the church's permission, it would be not a sacramental marriage. Or, and the church has a way of investigating. And naturally, one of, the, one of the things, one of the grounds for an annulment, a declaration of nullity is the technical language, is that if there was no willingness of the partners to be committed to each other, one to the other, or, or both to each other, or sometimes if, there was, if they weren't aware of what they were doing, if they didn't want children, if all sorts of grounds, there's actually 22, and Father Mark Steffel, our canon lawyer of the diocese, could, uh, could spout them off a lot better than I can. That's pornea, against what marriage ought to be. But for those that are coming in with the idea of what marriage is, that marriage is geared toward the union of spouses and the good of children, that is full, faithful, fruitful, and forever, or for, for the rest of one's life. That's what marriage ought to be. But because of hardness of heart, that's so hard. That's why we have the sacrament of marriage, by the way. Sacraments impart grace, and we need grace. The apostles, the disciples say, well, if that's the case, if it's so hard to remain married, it's better not to marry. And Jesus says, yeah. Well, he's not being as facetious as I might make it sound. But he's saying, it is a good thing for those that are not called to marriage to recognize that and to live in a, a state of, of chastity, of celibacy. And there are some that cannot do so because they were born so. Think of somebody who uh, just, there, there are all sorts of, all, are all sorts of things that would cause that, but are incapable, incapable of committing the marriage act or for whatever reason, um, somebody with the same sex attraction that's so deep-seated that they could not get married to somebody of the opposite, uh, uh, a male getting married to a female or a female getting married to a male. Sometimes they're made so, this is less common, but uh, through acts of war and violence, um, especially men are sometimes have incapable of entering into marriage because of um, a particular medical situation. They become eunuchs. But more times than not, and especially in our day and age, we renounce because of the kingdom of God. That we know that marriage is a good, but celibacy for the kingdom of God is better for, the, for those that are called. Of course, thank God not all are called because we'd be dead in a couple of generations if that were the case. We need children too. But again, I think Jesus is highlighting the beauty of marriage, the need for the sacrament of marriage, and the beauty of those that choose to live and point towards the kingdom of God. How blessed we are to have in our area, of course, the sisters. How blessed we are to have witnesses of that. But this day, perhaps more than any other, we pray for those that are in marriage, in that sacrament. And perhaps connecting with St. Maximilian Kolbe, how important it is that what he did with his very life, laying down his life literally, physically, 
for another. Isn't that what marriage is supposed to be? Where a husband and wife say to each other, I give you my life. I choose you for the rest of my life. That's a great grace that needs the sacrament of marriage.